Welcome back to Be More Super, the podcast, where we explore the world of entertainment with celebrity interviews from your favorite movies and TV shows. So grab your popcorn and let's get to know these stars better and what really makes them super. We are brought to you by PropStore.com, where you can find your very own piece of entertainment memorabilia from screen use props to costumes. Now, here's your host, Brian Garner. So on this episode of Be More Super, the podcast, we're joined by an awesome guest. He's starred in Maze Runner, Grey's Anatomy, SWAT, the list goes on, but he's currently starring in Kung Fu, which is an awesome, awesome show. It's Mike Bow. Mike, welcome to the show, sir. Brian, thank you so much for having me. Uh, uh, it is uh, super to be here. <laughs> like it. Very good. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited to have you on because Kung Fu is one of these shows that I can remember being a kid watching um, reruns, reruns, of course, because I'm not that old. Um, yeah. I may look it, but Isn't I've had it. Kid, you're, you you look really good. Wow, geez. <laughs> I am I am married with kids. That's all I'm saying. Um, so so David Carradine starred in Kung Kung Fu when when I I was a kid, and obviously it's been revisioned and on our screens again in glory. It's just fantastic. But before we talk about your awesome part and a bit about you, the last couple of years have been quite um, difficult quite demanding on ourselves in the way of coping with things how have you uh, kept positive and moving forwards during these last few years during this pandemic um, that we're coming out of now thankfully yeah it's crazy because um, most of my friends in my social circle tell me that like mike you're always so positive you're always <laughs> so optimistic you know always bringing that good energy and i'm like cool so i always like you know uh, uh took pride in that i was like okay cool that's my gift you know i'm the positive guy and i feel like yeah during the COVID times and quarantine where you're like really stuck inside and like really have no outlets you're really it was like that that ability was being put to the test you know mm. and uh thankfully i think i came out the other end um really realizing really really growing from it because you kind of realize that there's only so much you can control right mm. and you could there's two paths in a way there's the path of focusing and worrying about the things that you can't control like pandemics and diseases and like you know the the world and other countries and people or you can focus on the little things you can control with within your literally kind of within your literal apartment right like what can mm. you do i can uh, uh i could focus on my family i could focus on skills like that i could learn on my own uh and uh and 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 there, there was this saying i think it was from the show kimmy schmidt where they were actually trapped in a bunker, right? That's the whole premise of the show. They're kind of quarantined. And Kimmy Schmidt is always so happy. And then the the, the friend who's like worrying is like, why, how are you so happy? And she's like, well, I just think about next 10 seconds. I have this 10 second rule. Whatever I can affect in the next 10 seconds is the only thing I can actually control. Because in those next 10 seconds, you know, that, that's literally all currently I can't control. Because after that, that's a future problem. You know, and I was like, oh, wow, that is a good way of looking at it. So. Uh, so, yeah, luckily out of quarantine, I was able to realize, like, OK, there's only so much you can control and like, you know, focus on those things and, mm. you know, yeah, give energy to that versus pouring energy into, you know, 
future Mike's problems. <laughs> no, exactly. I couldn't agree with you more because, you know, why worry about things that we can't affect right now? And you know what? I I, I think I'm going to use that 10 second rule. Um, but did you learn any new skills during like any of the lockdowns? Did you, I, I don't know, learn to bake, uh, crochet, um, <laughs> knit? I, I don't know. Did you learn any new skills? It's funny, um, right, the t all those TikTok trends, I didn't do the baking. I'm not much of a chef. Um, I did do a lot of Duolingo. Like I, I learned a lot of, uh, uh, did a lot of like Mandarin and uh, some Chinese skills. Um, what, uh, played more played more guitar. I actually, um, I, uh, I, I played guitar in high school and stuff, but now I bought like an electric guitar amp. So like I've learned more like guitar solos, you know, the songs that I always want, wish I'd learn how to play. Uh, and a lot of acting actually still because even though the people even though the shows were shut down in a weird way th there was more access to acting classes and acting coaches via zoom that you couldn't mm -hmm. really do uh w without when the pandemic without the pandemic and also being able to act like people in these classes were from places like australia and like uk and stuff like that so it was really cool to act alongside them so in a weird way that it gave more opportunities and more access to meet people uh, that I did, you know, in those act, in those Zoom acting classes. I mean, I loved how the industry adapted as as uh, as well because, you know, the theatre wasn't happening. Uh, shooting yeah. of films were very limited if if they were happening. But I loved the amount of creativeness that have, has come out of it. And obviously, all those times that everyone's locked down, you know, we've seen an influx now of new shows and, and new theatre projects. So there has been a positive that has, has, has come out of it. So let's explore your early life, because what inspired you to get into acting? You know, one of these most competitive industries, these cutthroat yeah. industries that can be very insecure, but very secure at the same time. So why mm -hmm. acting? So I'm a huge nerd. Uh, I think there's there's definitely video footage of me, home video footage of me in a <laughs> diaper running around screaming, saying like, I'm Batman. And, uh, you know, <laughs> and then jumping off the couches pretending I was Superman. So I always was enjoyed um, those heroes, but it wasn't until Harry Potter where I realized like the characters were not actually the characters like, wait, this is a job. Mm. Uh, this is like kids who auditioned and got these roles and then kind of created this magic and spread this magic around the world. So that's what originally inspired me. I was like, oh my God, mom, I want to do this. Um, and so I asked my mom, I was like, as a kid, I was like, uh, mom, can you help me get an agent? Is there a way? I, I think that's how it works. You know, like actors need agents. And at the time, we only had uh, one actor friend and she's this beautiful blonde blue-eyed girl and uh, my mom was like look she tries acting and it's hard for her and you see people that look like her on tv all the time do you see anyone that looks like you on tv so as you're saying with the mm -hmm. challenging part that was the first time i was kind of confronted with uh one it's a challenging field but two this is like other challenge as well that because i i was i'm third generation asian american i was raised with like american shows and we spoke english in my household and stuff so that was the first time i was i realized like oh i was an other uh so um but i don't know if it was a mixture of stubbornness or determination i was just like yeah you know what i want to do it anyway let's go let's do it <laughs> and, and the uh, rest is history and i've got to 
I've got to say the tide is definitely turning, but you know, you touched touched on it just just then that I can imagine growing up there wasn't any uh, many Asians on screen as prominent as they are now, which it should be. Um, you know, so who did you look up to when start starting out? Was there any, you know, Asian film stars or TV stars that that you saw, thought was amazing? Yeah, you know, I, yeah, I get this question a lot because obviously I am an Asian <laughs> actor. Surprise, surprise. Uh, and I'm like, you know, I always get the question, who are your Asian role models? And I wish. I wish there were. I wish there were more. But like as I said, it was Harry Potter, Batman, Superman. So awesome. um, uh, I so so I and unfortunately all the all the Asian char a lot of the Asian characters that were on mainstream were like stereotypical characters mm. with like kind of negative social stereotypes, right? So they weren't things that you know as a as a kid growing up in like a in in, in an American school you were aspiring to be like oh I don't want to be like the the faceless, you know, henchmen or like the, the, the nerd or, or, you know, things like that. Um, the, uh, it wasn't until YouTube actually, where I saw my first Asian, uh, role model. So not in the mainstream media, uh, there's this production company called Wong Fu productions that had, that made a lot of Asian short films and a lot of like comedies, rom-coms, and they were used Asian actors and they were just, and, and I like to call them, they were Asian for no reason. You know, they were just normal people. They didn't talk about like, oh, my character's here because I'm, you know, related to, this, you know, the, the Japanese village or something. Like they, they were just like, they had normal problems. They went to school in New York, California and had a love life. And, you know, those, so those are the first like role models I think I saw that I was like, oh man, I could, if they're doing it, I can kind of do it too. Mm. Uh, it, it is kind of crazy how, seeing is believing you know yeah um, and and yeah. it's funny that, that, that you say about you know the stereotypical hench henchman and all and all that lot because thinking about it when i grew when i was growing up literally my upbringing was was uh jackie chan you know the old like mm. uh police story and meals on wheels and 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 all those sort of sort, sort of movies and then when you look at them actually it was very stereotypical you know there weren't mm -hmm. any characters that was far from you know kung fu and karate so you know the tide is changing i mean what do you think the in industry needs to do um to become better you know in the way of rep re representation because um we need to see a new normal which is not seeing race not seeing the way s some someone looks i mean what can they do do you think i think the like like you said back in the day there was just jackie chan right so there was only that kind of like that one representation so people would even say like oh my god you know you remind me of you remember jackie chan and it's like you're just mm. saying that because that's the only asian person in the zeitgeist you know <laughs> or or you remember bruce lee right because that's the only other asian you know so i think what what really helps with uh breaking down these stereotypes is having more of everything because if you have a show where there's like if you have your, your 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 kung fu guy, but then you also have your crazy rich Asians, where he's a romantic interest, and then you also have Parasite, where it's like these you know crazy people who are living underneath this this house that are doing like that are doing like this scheming thing, and then if you have um, Shang Chi, Asian superhero, you have you show that we are just normal people that are multifaceted, like you or I, and then 
and then you can't it's it, you can't you can't stereotype you can't be like oh you're asian hence you are like this only other asian character mm. that i've seen in shows like, oh you're you could be anything you could be all these things mm. um so just more 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 movies and more projects featuring uh asian actors and luckily it's it's happening you know like hollywood mm. is catching up to those youtube days like i was saying mm. where it's like oh yeah audiences accept it like clearly the views were there like the people spoke <laughs> when they were like watching the youtube videos and the views were there it was just um i guess the old guard uh not 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 you know not being afraid to take the risk right mm. the financial risk oh let's just keep putting Tom Cruise in front of the, on the posters, you know, because that's not a little bit. Uh, but yeah, clearly things are, things, things are definitely, things are definitely going better. It was, it was news to me that Kung Fu was the first full Asian cast network drama that, that like, that's, mm -hmm. that's crazy. It only happened what in 2020, the first time. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. but it is definitely change changing because you're seeing, as you said, more shows out there and, and rightly so it's, it, you know, looking back, I mean, do you think it's a generational thing as well that, that you know, as the generations are going along, things are changing with those generations because we're learning from past mistakes what, you know, the older, you know, executives may have made uh, and the world is, you know, turning? I think so. I think we're, when there's only like so much, I guess, people can take, right? So mm. I, there like there for sure people like me who have I saw like I guess the bad you know stereotypes of like you know long duck dong and all those things and like the like the whitewashing and like making fun of Asians that mm. that that they were like when they became adults they were like wait uh I want to do something about this mm. um I saw this quote that was like um like happy people don't change the world it's like people who are unhappy with the world change the world something like that like it's like oh like they, <laughs> like like oh there's something wrong here let's do something about it um so so yeah it's a reaction mm -hmm. to that it's a, it's definitely a reaction to it's a it's a feedback of of yeah wanting to tell your stories and there's not only that though there's i think people are being more creative now because the, 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 i feel like there's a whole generation of you know when asians first came out to america they're like okay you know let's get settled let's do your thing let's do the um uh the reliable fields you know get get the get the get the family settled but now we're like oh we have like these there's creative outlets where we can tell these stories and like we've been here for a long time now and no one's told this story like they're like the asian experience in new york is so different versus the asian experience in california now, now i live mm -hmm. in la and i'm like hearing about the culture in like the 626 i'm like why hasn't there been multiple shows about this area so there's just a lot of it's there's so much fruit you know mm. for 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 creative fruit for uh, for more uh, content right now i mean i can imagine the industry that you're in there's lots of ups and downs so how do you keep again positive and resilient you know with auditioning with getting rejection getting parts i mean it must really test you at times yeah it does um um i like to say that uh if you like dating and getting ghosted then the acting life is the life for you um you have you have to like really like go in there with this mentality of you know not desperate like you're a full person without this job you're good show them what you can do 
and this is so this is not even the craft yet right this is just the mindset mm. of the audition and then and then and then and then once you do it be able to like walk away and like oh cool i'm good um if you want to work together great and if not don't worry and those are the people that get the job right the ones that, mm. that that's why that's why as 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 like you as like you keep booking more jobs you kind of see that mentality too it's like oh yeah i really wait i really want to work with them it's almost like they don't want to work with us <laughs> you know <laughs> um uh so i remember noticing that i'm like okay like so bringing that bringing that vibe and like truly not in a cocky way but like collaborating with them i think that's helped my actor mindset recently versus like i guess putting yourself on a lower pedestal of like oh please hire me please hire me um, and then not only that, getting more confidence of, like I said, these acting classes that I was taking over even before COVID, but during COVID as well. Um, I remember when I test, I, so I, the Kung Fu role was actually a long journey. I originally tested for the main, one of the main roles, didn't get that one, uh, got called in for another role, didn't get that one either. And then got called in for this K-pop star, Simon Laurel, and then got that. So it was a long marathon, but even in that first testing process that it was like super like the testing process is you're you're auditioning in front of in a living room full of the most powerful people of the CW and the Warner Brothers and they're just like go you know and you're just like you have to go there in the full confidence uh <clears throat> I was realizing all of my training was catching up to me like like if I was Mike Bo auditioning five years ago I would have been more nervous but I was like wait a second I have been putting the hours in and I have been you know grinding and I have like a a Batman's utility belt of of tools that I can use now I'm not just like this defenseless you know uh person like I've been I've been training for this moment you know <laughs> so it all, it all it's all yeah it all, it all it all you just keep working at it and 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 building up your skills and it, that helps your confidence in a way, you know. Mm -hmm. And they say that auditions are an art form in themselves. I mean, do you prefer the self self tape, or do you prefer actually doing the audition in front of, you know, the cast ca casting people? Yeah. Oh man, you're getting right into right, yeah, we're, you're getting into like the mm -hmm. acting, the acting world as it is today. Yeah. So I have this discussion a lot because for. Those of you who don't know, post COVID and or during COVID and now post COVID, um, auditions are all digital. They're all mm -hmm. okay. Self tape it, and you don't go in person anymore. And there's pros and cons of each. Uh, I'm a big people person, so that was a great way to network and like meet people and like you know say hi to the casting directors and like actually actually meet them. So I'm really glad I did that in my in the, before COVID. Now, post COVID, yeah, you don't get to meet it. You just, you can, you have almost like a sense of hopelessness a little bit because you can tape something and throw it out into, throw it out into the ether. And like I said, you have to like dating, getting ghosted because you won't necessarily hear back. You know, you're just like putting it out there and hopefully someone responds. Um, I think though, actually, I have been liking the taping better in the end of the day um, because uh, one, I've been booking more, but two, the reason why I've been booking more, I feel like, is because I've taken more ownership of my tapes. Um, I actually went to film school, so I have like, like for, for directing. So, so I have that mindset where I want to eventually go into behind the scenes. I want to eventually pull like a Ben Affleck, you know, yes. but uh, taking the ownership of the actual tape, you're like, oh, this is kind of a short film. You're like, okay, like this is showing 
You're not you're not just some crazy actor who's gonna, oh my god, I don't know what's gonna happen in the room. You're like, okay, wait. Uh, let's come up with an idea of what this character is and let me help collaborate it with you the, the director writer whoever's watching it and yeah let me show you my idea and then yeah what do you think and i guess i never had that mindset before in the room because in the room it was so much like meeting the person and all that stuff so that i think has served me and then and then one last con i guess is uh I, I so I tested for another role this year for a pilot and it was all via Zoom like this. Mm-hmm. So I'm just waiting in my bedroom and uh, just, you know, logging on, doing thing with the director, logging off. So I didn't get to meet any other of the actors. Meanwhile, when I tested for like Kung Fu, this was before COVID, I was in the waiting rooms and we became had all this camaraderie because we were all like, all right, how was your audition? Great, cool, I'm gonna go in now. Oh my, cool. It was like a team sport. We're like, cause we were in like in the war zone together. And like, I'm friends with the guy who got the role and we would, and 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 now like we wouldn't have met if it was via Zoom, you know? So like, uh, I didn't get to meet in a weird way this, yeah, th- this pilot season. I didn't get to meet any of the people who were auditioning with me. So that's like, that's a con. Um, do you know what i was going to ask you if at auditions in person if you're all in the same same room and if it was a good or bad you know atmosphere because you're all there going for the same part um so you're all eyeing each other up think thinking you know is that person better than me am i better than that person but it's nice to hear that you know it was it is a good environment and you're supporting each other. So when did you realize that you were actually good at your job? Um, I think, I mean, it's, it's, it's all, it's all, it's all chipping away at things. Like I think I got uh, positive feedback on my short films I was making. And then, um, from from people that actually like would be critical of me you know like my like like who wouldn't bs me like my i think with my family members or my like my sister for sure was like oh yeah that thing was good like good good job with that or whatever and i'm like ooh okay even though it was understated like okay so that's working and it's slowly accumulating i guess that awareness of like okay that's the direction i should go let's keep going in that direction um yeah, I don't know if there was one single moment. It was just like these little, these little, these little things. Um, unfortunately, you know, to get better, I think you are in this perpetual state of not thinking, like, oh yeah, I'm good, <laughs> uh, because <laughs> because if you're just thinking, oh yeah, I'm good all the time, then you're not going to get better, right? So mm-hmm. I think maybe that at least a little bit of that. Like I definitely still, I'm a. I think maybe that's one of my negative traits. I always try to fix what's not broken. <laughs> so, so I am constantly like looking for like, oh, I can make that better. I could do that better. I could do that better. Um, but I definitely take notice of the third party, I guess, compliments when they were like, oh yeah, like, like you, you did that really well. Um, because yeah, I personally, you know, when I compliment someone like that, I mean it too. So mm-hmm. I, I, take that to heart i take that gift to heart um uh, and you know yeah the, 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 it's been accumulating so obviously the simon lau role the fans really wanted me back and the 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 i got texts even even before the episode aired um when they were editing it like 
texts from the actors saying like, oh, the producers, by the way, are saying like, oh, they really like this episode. They really like you in this role. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, cool. That's a good sign. I'm doing something right. <laughs> so, I mean, so yeah, taking those. I mean, when you when you uh, you know decided to start out, I mean, did you did you have a plan in place, and do you have a plan in place on? where you want to get to with this career i know you mentioned that you want to do a ben affleck and 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 go you know behind the camera but in the in terms of acting have you got yeah. like sort of a name of who you'd like to you know act opposite um you know or your 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 dream role i mean have you got a plan in place or are you just doing the 10 second role <laughs> No, 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 that no, I, I've had this these plans. Yeah, before for the 10 second rule for sure. Um, I, like I said, I'm a huge nerd, I totally want to be uh, a superhero. I was raised on DC Comics, Marvel Comics, and so much so where I know superhero movies are so big now. But like, I, and everyone who knows me knows this, I've been wanting to do it since before they were big. So like, I, 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 I like, have been wanting to figure out a way to like show the world like no 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 this is not just a nerdy thing like this is why we like these characters and why they're so aspirational and, they're, and why they're role models so i'm so i'm so glad that that i guess the the larger world is, is seeing that now the commercial world is seeing mm -hmm. that um, but yeah even even like dc films right like so they're the obviously marvel is like killing it right now and like dc is like trying to catch up but like i like some people have like abandoned DC. I'm like, no, 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 there's still, you guys don't get it. There's so much potential there. Like, yeah. like, so I love to play in, in, in those worlds. Um, uh, uh, I, there, there, there's so much potential in, this is behind in front of the camera in anime adaptations. Like mm -hmm. I would love to be in something like that. Um, again, it's like, this is, I feel like anime is like where Marvel was before Iron Man. Like no one has done it super well yet. But when they do, everyone's going to be buying the tickets, you know? Mm. Um, but yeah, I definitely want to be in that, you know, in a world with powers <laughs> and uh, uh, that sci-fi, that sci-fi world. Things that kind of like, you know, don't exist in our world, you know? I mm. love, I love that. I love that adventure. Yeah. I mean, I've got to say there's a wonderful picture and I should have, I should have got it on here of you in a Green Lantern uh, top on your social media so who knows you could play green lantern superman the world is your oyster because you know who's to say superman has got to look a certain way because there's so many versions um yeah. and i mean it's like when uh supergirl got announced there was such a a yeah. you know backfire because she was i think she's lit she's latino and yeah I, I just wanted to say, guys, calm down. She's playing a character. <laughs> She's keeping the yeah. cape flying. It doesn't matter, you know, what background, whatever. Do you know what I mean? It just it just yeah. makes makes me so boil inside. Um, but I, I wanted to find out what your family's uh, thoughts were when you decided to be a thespian. You know, mm -hmm. you wanted to, um, you know become an actor i mean were they supportive uh because you were going to go into uh pre-med uh you were going to uh go in a right. different a different direction um yeah. i mean what 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 were their thoughts and how easy was it to convince them yeah 
Um, oh, I wish I said it as eloquently as you. Mother and father, I want to be a thespian. Uh, <laughs> I, um, I did not use the TH word. No, uh, I, so I uh, was the, am the firstborn son in my family. So they instilled in me like always like this follow the rules mentality. I was not the rebel of the family. That's my sister. Um, so Michael, go to school, get good grades, be nice to your teacher. And so my mentality was like, great, got it. That's what you do. That's how you do it. And I did. I was, I got good grades. I was always on the honor roll. Um, I was a Boy Scout, literally got it to Eagle Scout. Like I followed all the rules and did all the, I guess, good firstborn son things. Meanwhile, creatively, I was like, you know, auditioning for the school plays and, you know, still wanting to, mom, can I get an agent? Okay, let me, uh, how do I do it? Okay, maybe I'll do the musicals, do this. So I was doing that, like, call it kind of like, like a superhero, alter ego, like by night, you know, and still getting the good <laughs> grades. Uh, these good grades allowed me to get into NYU. I got into NYU in the College of Arts and Science. So that's like, you know, the liberal arts school, not the, not, not like the film school or the drama school. It was the, uh, so I was, I was pre-med my freshman year, but still filming movies with my friends and, and I had this whole portfolio. So, so finally in, in NYU, there was one film class that I was able to take as a non-film major. It was like a music for film and TV class. And I took that class and like, I'm, as I'm walking down the stairs in like the film department, I'm seeing like the movie posters and cause you know, NYU's film school is like a really good film school. And, um, I'm, I'm learning about the, this film music and I'm like, wow, you know, if I was going to do it anywhere, it would be here. So uh, I sat my parents down and I was like, okay, mom, dad, here's the deal. <laughs> uh, my whole life, I've, whatever I set my mind to, I did it. You know, you want me to get good grades? I studied, did it. Boy Scout, did it, did it. Um, <clears throat> this is what I want to do. I want to go into the film business. Um, uh, uh, you know, that, and I want, I want to transfer to the film school. And luckily they were like, you know what? Wow. You have kind of proven yourself your whole life. And yeah, we, we kind of do trust you. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 it's funny though, because I think most Asian, uh, the most struggles with Asian parents is like the Asian parents are immigrants, so they don't understand the film world. Mm -hmm. So that's why they're not, t they're telling their students, uh, their, uh, their, their children, you know, don't do that because we don't, we don't know it. We don't know anything about it. Meanwhile, I'm third generation Asian American. Like my great grandfather came here. So my parents were raised in America. They have had friends who have that who have tried and struggled to go in the film uh, business. So they were coming from a different approach where they were like, just so you know, it's hard. Like, here's why. And they're giving me data points like blah, blah, try to do it. You know, his marriage is a struggle. This is that. Da, da, da. Speaking of marriages, you know, my mom's like, you know, actors you know hearing this person gets divorced all the time this is that and it's gonna be a tough <laughs> time so i was i was getting actually like data points like legit like oh wow this is gonna be this is um, a you know, tumultuous uh industry so so i think but in a weird way it, it, it well equipped me you know like i'm like okay cool i got i heard i heard the the valid arguments <laughs> so now so now i'm going to do it anyway despite that but i heard the valid <laughs> arguments and what to prepare for now when i confront those things well i feel like i'm i'm, I'm bracing for the for the day when my mom's going to be like hey i told you so I told you so honey. You know? <laughs> they'll always say that they they will always say that um but let's yeah. talk about kung fu because yes. this show i've got the poster just here there we go uh we've oh, got yeah. a awesome show that's full of heart 
full of great stories um and it addresses quite a lot of um great topics that i think that we need to see see on our screens it can be uncomfortable at times but i think that we need to see those to uh, question ourselves um about our morality um but this show is just awesome if you could tell everyone that's under a rock uh, that hasn't seen seen it a bit about your character and a bit about the show yes so this show kung fu it is a reimagining of the 1970s show where this time instead of a white actor playing an asian role it is now an asian actor playing an asian role and not only that (laughs) yeah and not only that it's gender swap too so the main character is female uh nikki shen is her name and she is this girl from san francisco and the show surrounds her family so she has two siblings who are obviously asian or asian parents Tai ma from rush hour uh he's he's the father patriarch of the family and the whole premise is uh, she goes to China and she trains um, in this Shaolin monastery and her Shifu, her master, gets assassinated. And uh, this assassin, she finds out, is, uh, uh, is trying to track down these mystical weapons. And, and there's, a ancient, there's ancient Chinese bloodlines that uh, are the protectors of these eight magic weapons. So the assassin is one of them. The main character, Nikki, is one of them. And in season one, where I appear, you find out that as they're trying to find these MacGuffins, these weapons, uh, there's a surviving member of another family line um, who is actually currently a K-pop star. So th- she, so so Nikki wants to protect me because she's realizing, okay, I think this assassin is going to go after this guy next. And uh, so she encounters me, and I am Simon Lau, a Chinese K-pop star, which I thought was actually pretty cool because. That's real. Not all K-pop stars are actually Korean. So my, my friend, actually, one of my best friends, Amber Liu in this, from this band FX, she's Chinese and and she's a K-pop star. Um, so they're even do, show, they're showing some real life stuff. But uh, anyway, so my character, I'm a K-pop star and I pretend I don't know anything about this bloodline and that I'm just, you know, a musician. But secretly, I have been trained by uh, by my my family on how to use this cool weapon and uh and yeah some fighting ensues mm. i mean i've got to say your character is awesome i mean i didn't even know what k-pop was until recently i'm such oh, a yeah, yeah. what's the word boomer <laughs> i think the <laughs> word is and um <laughs> a girl that works for me she's so into k-pop it's unbelievable mm-hmm. her favorite ba- band is is it black pink which yes uh, uh, performing in LA right now yeah yeah are they because she's going in a couple of weeks to see him in the UK um okay. because yeah appara- apparently they're massive um I, no, I haven't there. heard uh, are, are, are they um but but no so you your ca- will hear them what's that sorry you go to a Korean barbecue restaurant you will hear them <laughs> excellent excellent so obviously we see you in season one and we see an awesome scene uh, I've got a picture there. Look at that. Um, and I've got to say, your moves in that scene is just incredible. And you're wielding there the wushu weapon, uh, the meteor hammer. Um, how much of that was you? Uh, because I've got to say, it's impressive. I mean, was that all you? Um, you know, how did oh. the training go to to look that good on camera? Yeah, it, no, it was not all me. Whenever you see the the really complex moves, like the flipping and the aerials, that's my stunt double, Vince. 
Um, but a lot of it was me, because, so I didn't realize this. So uh, when I auditioned for it, right, it's called the Meteor Hammer. So I'm thinking, okay, like Thor's hammer, right? It's a hammer. So I do my audition, all that stuff. And then fast forward, they're like, oh, no, no, no. It's the weapon from Kill Bill, right? The mace with the chain and everything. So it's not a regular, like a, like a thing on a stick. It's not just a normal, like, weapon. So there's some skill involved. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. You know, like, I know karate and stuff, but um, I'm sure I'll just have to land and my stunt double will do everything and they'll like cgi my face or something right i just had to land <laughs> that was not the case um so i flew over there to canada where we film and uh my my stunt the stunt coordinator was like hey so listen um we're actually gonna have to teach you to do, do a lot of these moves because uh you're gonna be seeing a lot with it in the way that it's filmed and i'm like oh great cool <laughs> luckily this is pre co pre um vaccine so Canada had like a strict 14 day quarantine period where you couldn't leave the threshold of your hotel room, like not even just the hotel building, mm -hmm. the, the room. So, um, so those 14 days, uh, I was zooming with the stunt coordinator, Andrew Chin, and then he, he actually sent me, um, like a nerf version of the meteor hammer. So it was like a, a nerf, like small, like basketball with like a rope attached to it that was sent to my hotel room. So. I have like this training montage because I was like, I wanted to like document this whole process. It was very clumsy at first, but he was like, he was really good at showing me how to do all the moves. And then they hired a, a specialist, Vince Cruz, who is my, my meter hammer specialist who showed me even more of the moves. And uh, I pretty much destroyed that hotel room over those, <laughs> those two weeks. Like the roof was, was messed up. Um, but it was so cool. So uh, they were like, yeah, we have to make you the master of the meteor hammer as your character is. And now, I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm now I'm like the master of the meteor hammer. I can put that on my resume. <laughs> and did any of the cast members get injured on set? <laughs> no, 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 no. Actually, um, it's funny. The the actual version of it, uh, the actual meteor hammer itself, is actually even lighter than the Nerf one. Like it was, it was like, like plastic, like almost like a like a like a like in, in like Party City, like when you get like a you know a weapon like that. So yeah, it was very safe. Um, but the you know the the debris and like the ceramics exploding and the set and the and the, and the sound effects definitely added the weight to it but no everyone was every, everyone was good everyone had no injuries sustained <laughs> and obviously um you have that great scene with Jillan uh Avon mm -hmm. um you know on the show um and obviously you die um I mean obviously for people that haven't see, seen it don't worry he comes back because you get get you know, a comeback in season three that we're in at the moment. I mean, when you obviously left the show, how did they approach you again to come back? Or did you know that you were coming back? And what were your first thoughts about coming back onto the show? Yeah, so when I when I got cast in this episode, you know, this role was written before they cast me, right? So the role, I read the script, he's, he's going to die in the end of the episode. I knew that. So it was like, a, it was written as kind of like a one-off situation so i came in with the mindset of like okay you know what i'm gonna approach this as the most high budget audition tape ever this whole episode i'm gonna show them what i could do um my whole thing is i want to be like i feel like the where the where, where the in the asian asian entertainment community needs right now is like an asian ryan reynolds situation that's my vibe that i'm trying to go for yeah kind of like you know charismatic but also can do action right so i'm like okay 
I'm gonna do that. <laughs> so uh, I was I was I was I was doing that for the K-pop stuff, and then doing that for the Warriors stuff. And I was like, okay, that's my goal. Hopefully, they see that, and we'll see. Did that? Uh, did did the filming, and then as we were saying, I was getting texts like, oh, they're really liking what they're seeing. They're really liking it. Like, good job, good job. I'm like, cool, positive reinforcement. Okay, that's good, that's good. Uh, and then after the episode aired, again, everyone's saying how much they loved it. And I was, and then after that, I was slowly hearing from, because I'm friends with all the actors and stuff, they were like, kind of being like, I think they, they're trying to figure out a way to bring you back. And I'm just like, oh my God, don't, don't, if this is a prank, don't, don't tell, don't say this to me. Like, this is the worst prank ever. Just like, you know, don't, like, don't, don't pull my heartstrings like that. Um, and then obviously the fan response was there, getting a lot of DMs about, about how much they love my character and how much they want to see more of him. So, uh, so, so yeah, it was a whole, it was a long time actually, because it was, it was, I was, that was season one. So then there was a whole season two that happened. Um, and I was in the middle of that, I was just like eating, you know, biting my nails, like, looking at the season like oh other like thinking theorizing what possible ways i could be brought back you know because like oh there's magic here okay the weapon magic is there what could that work um so finally uh this year it all happened actually pretty quickly like uh it was like the beginning of the summer i was getting like they're asking for my availability for the potential episode dates that we'd film in the end of the summer. So I was like, yeah, I'm available. Let's yeah. do it. And then, <laughs> and then I was getting like texts from other people and who were like saying like, Oh yeah, like I think it might happen. And then finally I actually, I actually went, I was going to visit my family um, in the end of the summer, but I was like, guys, I think I might be filming in the summer. So let me visit you guys in New York. Um, earlier in case this happens and then i so i changed my trip to earlier and then during that week i got the call that it was official so i got to celebrate with my family so that was really cool um but yeah was, so so was... what what have we got to look forward to from simon on on the show uh for anyone that hasn't seen you know season three yet uh, i mean what have we got to look forward to uh with simon without spoiling anything that's what well, yeah so uh there clearly um uh, th there's this rough patch that has happened with um J julan played by yvonne you know because she did a little thing like you know killing me murdering me you know a little rough patch to get over so let's just say that uh you know who's who's the last person julan would want to run into maybe someone she murdered who's the last person <laughs> i would want to run into the person who murdered me um but at the same time, there's uh, some fun dynamics that could be had, you know, with uh, uh, an un, uh, with with a duo that you're not expecting to, you know, to have to confront each other. There's some fun antics that happened that ha that happened there. So that's what I'm gonna say. And what's been your favorite moment so far on Kung Fu? Oh man, um, I think. It was it was one of the first days of filming season season eleven uh, season one on uh, the episode eleven. Um, you know we're doing this like intense scene right where where Nikki and 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 Henry are telling me that someone that that someone's kind of murder me and like just stop this you know K-pop stuff like actually someone like your life's in danger. So we're you know in this intense like drama Hollywood scene right and then cut 
And then we're all looking at each other because we've been friends for years auditioning for a lot of times the same one role. Now we're all in the same episode together and we're just jumping up and down like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Like, like kind of like that Paul Rudd meme, like, hey, look at us. Look at us. <laughs> so um, that was a, and, and, then, and then and then all of a sudden the director's like, and action. And then back in it doing the thing that we've all been kind of dreaming to do for our whole lives. So that was like a, a core memory that I'm never going to forget. And have you liberated anything from the show? You know, have you kept anything as a memento? Um, you know, you can admit it. Um, it's fine. You've worked hard for it. So have you kept your guard, Guardian medallion? Have you kept the hammer? Um, I don't have the hammer. I have the uh, the Nerf hammer. So I have the practice one. Um, and I do have a lot of the... Uh, I have a whole stack of the headshots of my headshots that we that I was signing in my um, in my in my in the Simon Lau K-pop signing. Uh, it's funny we had to do like a whole headshot and like you know magazine cover, you know, <laughs> as if I was actually a K-pop star. Uh, so I have that, and um, I, I I think I think um, the medallion might be coming into my possession somehow um i've heard but not yet but i think uh there might be some smugglers happening um you didn't hear it from me though that might be happening soon it's always better to ask for forgiveness than permission that's what i've always said and uh yeah you've got to collect a piece of uh i mean do you do you do you collect things from different projects like maze runner and and gray's anatomy have you kept anything from any of the previous projects that you've been involved with I've I've kept uh, the the call sheets, you know, like I love I always like the sides that have like my name on it, so mm-hmm. I have a whole stack of that. Um, but uh, it's funny I I because they they keep they they keep the wardrobe and everything, so I, I I wish I could I wish I could I wish I could hold on to it, but but I always like take note of where they got all the wardrobe. So like the Simon Lau sneakers, actually, right? They're actually like these specific sneak nike sneakers that were only available at that time so i remembered it and i bought them fast forward this is a little easter egg so those sneakers i knew weren't available anymore so this season uh, um i'm supposed to be wearing the same sneakers and they're actually not the same sneakers so i was kind of like i actually have them <laughs> so i have the simon Lowe sneakers in my possession uh, uh, in my home, that um, is awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I I I copy, I duplicate a lot of the things, the wardrobe choices. Mm. I mean, one of the uh, final quest questions before we bid you farewell is: I normally ask my guests if your life was a movie, Mike, uh, what title would it have and why? Oh, if my life was a movie, mm. what title would it have? But why? Um. Oh man. Uh take take a bow. Take a bow? Take a bow? Take a bow. I'm a big pun guy, so I'm trying to come up with a good pun. Um uh another feather yeah, to maybe, my bow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, feather to my bow. Bow bow Botastic. Botastic um yeah maybe boat bow bow because then you're gonna have to think is 
bow or bow like you gotta you gotta you gotta you have to watch the movie to find out awesome awesome so lastly how can fans follow you because you've got a great youtube channel uh, i've got to say which is really fun to watch um and what's your handles on instagram and twitter or any other social media yeah um all of them it's streamlined it's at mike bow show there's a title too mike bow show um, <laughs> yeah so you can follow me um i'm mainly on instagram at mike bow show but yeah tiktok twitter youtube mike bow show excellent mike you've been a great guest i've loved every minute chat chatting with you and kung fu is amazing i've got to say the dad in it um i remember him from 24 um and he's scary as hell in 24 um but oh, in, in, in yeah 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 so and uh, it was a scary character but in this nicky's dad is just absolutely the cutest thing you know he's so love lovely it's literally night and day compared to his character in 24 um so it's really nice to see um so good luck with the future keep safe and and and, and stay super my friend oh thank you so much you stay super too i love i love that supers in this in the name of your podcast that's awesome <laughs> thank you for listening to be more super the podcast this podcast has been brought to you by propstore.com if you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a rating and review. To stay up to date with Be More Super and get all the behind the scenes content, you can follow us on Instagram at Be More Super the Podcast and on Twitter at Be More Super. Keep safe and stay super.